just worship you, God. There is none greater than you. There is none stronger than you, God. Awesome and powerful. 
is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, our God. Oh, you are great. Oh, so great. Yo 
in to worship the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. There's nobody else worthy to get your worship. There's nothing else worthy to get your worship. When the worship team goes through this song again, I want you just to look at those words. I began to look at those words and I began to say, God, I just want to lift my hands. Chains will break off if you just lift your hands to the Lord. I'm here to tell you. It'll just begin to break off. So 
Let's just do this together. When, when they sing through this, I want us to look at the words on there. And I don't want them to be just words on the screen. I want them to be words that are written in your heart. I don't want them to be words that you're just singing from your mouth or from your head and your eyes. But I want you to say, that's me. I've come to worship. I come to worship. I've come to worship. I come to worship. I come to worship. I come to worship. I come to worship. We can go to ball games and I love games and I'll go to a game, man, and I'm like, I've come to cheer. I've come to cheer on my team. But I'm here to tell you, we come to worship the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the healer, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the bread of life. That's who we've come to worship here today. Greater than any team, greater than any ball game, greater than any person, place, or thing. And that's who we've come to worship today. So let's just let's just give this thing to God. Let's give it today. Whatever it is, what's what's going on in your life? What's coming? What's brought you to a place where you say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Have you got some issues going on in your life? I've got some issues in my life. I've got some things that I'm saying, God, I need you. That I'm looking at and they're hard. They look like they're difficult. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Things in your life that almost look impossible. We've got to say we've come to worship. We've come to worship him. Let's give him some praise. Come on, let's give him some praise. Let's jump into this song and let's begin to worship the Lord of Lords and King of Kings this morning. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy 
and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty praise for Jesus. Come to worship Him this morning. Listen, tell somebody next to you, say, we're glad you're here. Tell them that we're glad you're here. And we want to welcome you to Living Word Fellowship this morning. We want to take just a few minutes. Let's get out of our seats and meet and greet somebody this morning. And uh, tell them that we're glad you're here to worship the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings this morning.
seats. Wow, I just got a few quick announcements right quick. Just want to share with you. I love how you love everybody. It's awesome to love on each other. Praise God, praise God. Okay, well we have a new baby in the house. Joe and Susanna, raise your hand back over here. There they are. They have baby baby boy Vladimir. Baby boy Vladimir. So we congratulate them. Say congratulations on their new baby boy. It's awesome. Um, Also, uh, we just want to lift up Kelly Daniels' daughter, Heather. Her... Her boyfriend of three years uh, had a heart attack on location uh, just a few days ago, and he passed away at 34 years old. So please just lift up Heather and his family, and uh, Jason Cox was his name. So um, so we want to pray for them. Also, um, those of you that if you saw it on Facebook, Marty, Marty is uh, moving Carrie uh moving her stuff out of her apartment, and if you can help at all today, uh, I'm going to give you her phone number, so if you if you can help, you want to write down her number, um, she's got the babies, she's got Edie, and um, Carrie is not available, working, yes, working through some choice, tough choices, so um, 254-1784. Two five four one seven eight four. She's got to have all Carrie's belongings moved out of the apartment by today. So, if any of you can help, two five four one seven eight four is Marty's number to get in touch with her to be able to help in in any capacity. So, thank you for that. Um, well, Pastor Eric is home. Uh we, we wanted to have time to get all the video ready for, from Africa, so we're not going to do it today. So you'll get to hear all about Africa next Sunday. So come and be a part, and we'll have, we'll, he'll have the slideshow ready. We wanted to give Pastor Sean some, some time to be able to work on that. And uh, so I know you're excited to hear all about Africa. I'm sure a little bit might come out today because it's just inside of him, and he just got back, and... Uh, I did steal him away for a few days, so uh, he got in Tuesday night, but I didn't let go of him. We stayed in Tulsa for a few days, and, and uh, so it was very nice. I, I told him that I felt so incomplete without him here because he completes me. And I love him so much, and I'm, I'm thankful that he's home, and, and he's home safely. Amen. He's my little love muffin. <laughs> we have many little names, don't we? 
Anyway, I'm telling you, I'm blessed and, and so thankful. He's glowing. That's what somebody told me today, that I was glowing because Pastor Eric is home. So, yay, Casey was telling me that. All right, are you ready to give to the Lord? This is our opportunity to give. Um, if you need a cash offering envelope, uh, just raise your hand. The ushers will get you one. We also have uh, the ability to give online. I know we're, we're moving on up with technology, so you can have a, if you want to give ties through a recurring, you can do that on our website on lwfchurch.com. I know that they do that a lot in some of the Oklahoma City churches, so woohoo for Living Word. Amen. Out here in the boondocks of Woodward, Oklahoma. So, and the old fashioned way of just coming up and giving. That's kind of like my mom used to work for the post office, and now we call it the snail mail. She's like, <laughs> now I'm thinking it doesn't go through the mail as much as it used to, does it? And it does hurt. All right, well, let's stand to our feet and let's come and give to the Lord. Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for everyone here today. We thank you for the opportunity of giving. We bless our families. We bless our visitors. And we thank you, Father, that we just, we love you. We honor you today. And what a joy it is to come together as a family. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise in this house, would you? Hey, hey, you know when Pastor Shelley says God is good all the time? Um, we got some that, that, um, that oh, I was talking to Susan. Susan, do <laughs> you have a testimony that you want to give before the Lord today? I just love Jesus. <laughs> Jason, I, I talked to Jason a little earlier today. Um, some of you may know that he has a, a lawn business and... He's just, it's been raining here. I hear it's been raining here. I hear it's been raining here. Hallelujah. 
Anyways. Um, when Pastor uh, said about uh, going to sporting events and cheering, you know, why, you know, God's so much bigger than that. Why aren't we doing that here? Um, but it went off in my spirit that, you know, um, our son is 16. He's 62. I don't want to tell you, like 250. <laughs> he can bitch for 355. Anyway, but he played 16 and under baseball this year because he just turned 16 in June. Anyway, when my son plays baseball, you know, I yell for all the other guys whenever they make a home run or, you know, hit, make a hit, you know, great. But when my son, a couple of years ago, hit a walk-off uh, inside the park home run, against one of the toughest teams in our league. You know what? I yelled louder. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I really yelled. And that's what, you know, we're God's sons and daughters. And he's up there just cheering us on because we're his son and his daughter. He cheers the loudest for each and every one of us. So how about let's give a shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're glad you're here. Those of you that are, that, are, that are guests today in the House of Living Word Fellowship, we welcome you. We are glad that you are here today. Wow, I, uh, I don't know where to begin sometimes. My heart is full. Um, how many of you, how many of you, I'm just, I'm going to do a little survey today. Um, we sent out a little video. Friday I was at um, Oklahoma City at the Regional Food Bank. How many of you saw that video? Could you hold your hands up for me? Look around, honey. We got... Okay, great. Okay. How many of you understood the video? <laughs> okay, good. The same amount that, that, uh, that saw it. Um, I, I think that's a one way that we can be able to communicate with you. I think that's a way that we can be able to get some information out. Africa was five hours ahead, so it's actually going to be 340 there in Abidjan. Now, we're talking about in Abidjan on the coast, Côte d'Ivoire. Um, the Ivory Coast, I'm telling you, I am overwhelmed that the church that's there and what they do is amazing. And I don't want to take anything away from next week. Don't miss next week. I, I want to tell you about that. We had over a thousand people got baptized. A thousand people. And um, I sent, there was one that... Um, there was one that had a tag, and I was like, I was kept looking at them, and there was like 154, because every of them, that, all of them that get baptized have a tag number. So I said, people are not going to believe that there was a thousand. Come on, in the Western culture, we're going, huh? A thousand people? I'm telling you, there was a thousand people. I even had one before I got in to start baptizing people, because I baptized people for about an hour and a half, and, and I took a picture of his tag, and I don't know if I'd sent that to you or not, but it says 842. And that I was, I was like, I gotta. People aren't going to believe this. So, so a thousand people. Now check this out. This ministry there, they had a they had a time during this conference to where they have seven hundred that got discipled. Seven hundred. Hello. I mean, those numbers were going, huh? That's that's a lot of people. That was discipled. They disciple them for six months. Then those thousand that are being that that were baptized now go through a discipleship process, and then next year they will be they will be brought in, and they'll they'll be honored, and they will be uh, actually equipped, and they'll all go into a ministry. So, how many of you know they have a system? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. They have a system. 
And I think if there's anything that the Lord has been, you know, stirring with us is what's our process to growth? Do we have a growth track? What is it? Is it clear enough? So Tuesday, we are going to be closed. This church, the church is going to be closed. We are, we're not going to take benevolence people. We're not, those at the coffee shop, where's Linda, 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 those at the coffee shop and Lynn, um, let's just close the coffee shop on Tuesday, reschedule them. We are going to get together as a, as a leadership team and we are going to worship the Lord and we are going to pray and we are going to come up with some stuff out of the spirit. Amen. Because we need some direction, so let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. Well, I want to I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody. Uh, Angela preached while we were gone. Pastor Linda preached while we were gone. Hallelujah. Um, David preached on Wednesday night. Let's give the Lord some praise for Linda and David, and as well as uh, Pastor Virginia preached. Hallelujah. And then. And Pastor Shelley got behind the pulpit, and I understand she did an excellent job. So let's give her some praise for that. But not only honor goes to those that did that, and I want to thank you guys for doing that. I want to thank you very much. But I, but I also want you to know that Pastor Sean just did an amazing job. We came back, and the church was still here. Amen? So let's give Sean some praise for that. I thank you for all that you did while we were gone, Pastor, and thank you so very much for that. He did an amazing job. Jason and Jessica were part of that, and Christy. So let's just give them a, a big hand. Would you do that? And all of you guys that helped out, Lori and the others, I mean, I don't want to miss out on anybody, but I want you guys to know I really, really am thankful, and I really appreciate that. So next week, say next week, we're going to gather together next week, and we're going to celebrate what God has done and is doing in Africa. There is a tremendous thing. When we got there, there was just some things that were different. There was a spiritual battle that had taken place the last couple years over the Ivory Coast. But when we got there, Kelly, you could just, there, there was a different spiritual, it was a better spiritual. Now, understand that there's a Muslim president that has actually um, been elected illegally, but he's the one ruling right now. But, but the spiritual atmosphere was different, and it was a better atmosphere. And how many of you know that God can work through an unrighteous king? And, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing we have to realize and understand. So I've got something I want to talk with you about. I want to talk with you about from death to life today, all right? So I wanna, I'm going to share with you some scriptures. Let's, let's dig into the Bible. If you've got your Bible, let's, let's get it. If you've got an iPad, get on the Bible on there. We're going to turn to John 10.10. 10. Those of you that, like me, have an old-fashioned Bible, <laughs> how many of you know the Bible will, it may be, it, it will never go out of fashion? Come on, somebody. It'll never go out. There may be different modes and mediums, whether it's iPhones, iPads, you know, big Bibles, thin Bibles, you know, study Bibles, application Bibles, paraphrase Bibles, all those different things, but it's the Word. Can we give a great big cheer for the Word of God today? Hallelujah. It's the Word that's going to change you. It's the Word of God that we get in us that's going to change us. So I want to talk a little bit about John 10.10 today. John 10.10 today. John 10.10, I'm going to break this down into two parts of that verse. Now, I want you to understand that in John 10.10, this is, this is Jesus speaking. So, some of you that have some red-letter Bibles, mine's a red-letter Bible. It's it basically what it does is it puts Jesus in red letters. If you don't know where the book of John is, turn to the very beginning of your Bible, the table of contents, and look in there and see what that is. It's 
it's one of the books in the, the Gospels and the New Testament. But don't be afraid or don't be ashamed that if you're just learning the Word of God, that you're digging into it, don't be afraid to do that. I can't remember if it was here that I shared with, you know, looking at the Bible and the lady that was next to me that was, she was always turned right to it. And I was just getting into the Bible and I was like, is her Bible thick on this side and thin on that side? So I didn't know what was the Old Testament, the New Testament. But I'm just here to tell you. In the very beginning of all Bibles, there's a concordance there right there that you can turn to, and it'll help you, an index. It'll help you turn to wherever you need to go. John 10.10, and he was really talking about, let me set this, let me set this stage here. He was really talking about being a good shepherd. Say good shepherd. Now, a lot of times we're, we're thinking about a shepherd that is bad, but a shepherd can be a good shepherd, is a good shepherd. Jesus is a good shepherd. And he was, he was visiting with the disciples and those that were there, and they were talking about a way to get in. And he talked about, you can't get in in other ways. You can try to climb over, but you're getting in illegally. You can try to get in the back door. How many of you know you're not going to take a back door to get into God? And we're going to look at this real quickly this morning. But he was talking about those, and he was really talking about entering as the door, say the door. So Jesus is the door. He's, he's the gate. He's the one that where we enter into the kingdom of heaven, we've got we've to come through Jesus. So he was talking about those things. He was saying that he was the doorkeeper, that he opens up to the sheep, and that if somebody's trying to get in another way, they're not going to be able to get in another way. So a lot of times people will say, well, how do you know, you know Christianity is, is a religion? Everybody's got the same God. We're all going to the same God. Eh, that is not true. Allah is not Jehovah God. Hello? Buddha's God is not the Father Jehovah. And I think you've got to understand that. We've got to study those things and understand that. God in three persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God. So I want to touch base on a couple things here today. Um, John 10.10, the first part of the verse says, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Say the thief. So I want to point out a couple scriptures right here. First of all, let's go back, uh, Mike, if you could, to the thief. The thief. How many of you know, if you don't know, I'm telling you today, you have an enemy. You might be the best thing since hot buttered bread. And you might be so sweet and nice and wonderful that nobody likes you. And that, that's great. If you're that way and nobody likes you, I'm here to tell you, you still have an enemy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got an enemy. There, there is an enemy. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's a thief. There is an enemy. You have an enemy, and I'm here to tell you, he doesn't like you. He doesn't like anything about you. He will lie to you. He will tell you things that are not true. And you'll listen to him and you'll believe those lies. And then you'll do those things that he's trying to tell you to do or talk to you. Anybody know what I'm talking about here today? We got an enemy. I say, I got an enemy. Come on, everybody. Say, I got an enemy. And you can deny heaven, you can deny hell, and it's still not going to change because heaven and hell are real, and you still there is a real demon, there is still a real enemy, there is Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is an enemy, and he does not like you. He has, you have an enemy, and he doesn't like you. The second word I want to focus on here is to steal. 
Now, some of us know about steal. Anybody had anything stolen from them? Just raise your hand. Let me do another survey. Raise your hand. You've had some things stolen. Just, I had some stuff stolen. Yeah, I had some stuff stolen. Good. Thank you. You guys can put your hands down. I appreciate that. To steal means to take. To steal means to carry away. To steal literally means to take something from you or take something that doesn't belong to them. I've had some stuff stolen from me. Are you hearing me today? I've had some things stolen from me. You've had some things stolen from you. Even if you're the sweetest honey in the world, you've had some things that have been stolen from you. So we know that we do have a thief. We know that he comes to steal. He comes to take those things. The other word that I want to focus on too is to kill. Say kill. Boy, I couldn't use this word in Africa because they had just come through a war where Christians were killed and thrown onto the soccer area in which we held the crusade on. Because the word kill literally means to slaughter or to slay. So when I use this word there, I said basically that it meant to, and this is a definition of it, to deprive of life. You have an enemy that wants to deprive you of life. You have an enemy that wants to slaughter you. He doesn't want to just mess you up. He wants to take you out. He wants to make you ineffective for the things of God. Hello? We have an enemy. We've established that, right? We've got an enemy. Everybody nod your head. Yeah, we've got an enemy. He comes to steal. He's wanting to steal some things from you. He's wanting to steal your destiny. Well, he's never stole any money from me. Well, that's fine. But he wants to steal your plan. He wants to steal your purpose. He wants to steal your desire. He wants to steal your obedience. He wants to steal those things in which God has put on the inside of you to be able to bring forth and manifest the kingdom of heaven in the earth. You have an enemy that wants to steal. He wants to kill you. He wants to deprive your life. See, when you look at some things in your life, you can say, wow, I have an enemy that's after me. He not only wants to steal, kill, but he also wants to, let's look at this other word. Everybody together say, destroy. Everybody together, destroy. He wants to destroy you. I've had a saying years ago, I said, that which was broken can be fixed. But sometimes there are things that are destroyed that you just can't even put back together. Are you with me? That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to destroy. To destroy literally means to perish, to lose, or even to die. He doesn't want to just have you swerve a little bit. He wants to have you hit the ditch and try to take you out. That's the bad news. The bad news is that we've got an enemy. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I want you to know today that he wants to steal those things from you. But I got some good news. Oh, come on. I'm a carrier of some good news. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, I guess I'm ready for some good news. How about you? You got to have some good news. We've got to have some good news. Are you ready for some good news? 
No, 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 no. We've already talked about the enemy, right? And when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But is anybody ready for some good news in the house today? Hallelujah. I'm ready. Give me some good news. I can turn on the news and I can hear about all of this in Egypt and all this that's taking place in Iran and and, and, in Israel and all the things around the world and how difficult things are. But I'm here to tell you, I'm a carrier of some good news today. I'm a carrier of good news today. I went to Africa. I said I traveled 30 hours. I traveled by automobile. I traveled by plane. I said I uh, was wore out, tired, time changes, all this other stuff. I said, but I came and I came a carrier to bring you some good news. I said, I came to Africa to bring you some good news from the United States of America. And I began to start bringing the good news, hallelujah, of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Okay, the rest of the verse is kind of like Paul Harvey. You know, it, it's Paul Harvey, he'd set you up. He'd get you reeled in, and you'd be listening to this thing, and you'd be going, oh, man. And then all of a sudden he'd say, then here's the rest of the story. There's the good news. Jesus wrote this, and he was talking about the shepherd. He was talking about being the door. And he says, you've got a thief, you've got an enemy, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said in verse 10.10, in the other part of that, he says, let's read it together. I came that you may have life and have it... Ooh, wow. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I want to focus on the word I came. I looked at this word, I came, in the different versions. And you know, I came is a past tense. In other words, that's already happened. Are you with me? And I'm, I'm looking at the cross, I'm thinking about the cross. That's already happened. He, he came. He said, I came so that you could have life. Say life. So I began to look at this, I came, I came. And I looked it up in the Greek. And it literally means it's a present tense and it's active. In other words, it literally means I am come or I have come. Or you could even say I am coming. Hello? So I don't know. I know Jesus came in the flesh and he died and was resurrected. Are you with me? And he's seated at the right hand of the Father and we're waiting on the return of Christ. I know that when, as Jesus has come, there are different comings of Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. See, in the very beginning, he was in the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. You look at John chapter 1, and you can go back to Genesis, and you can see where Jesus was there with the Father, and he spoke the Word, which was Christ, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. Come on. So there was a coming of Christ in the very beginning through God speaking the Word. Do you all understand that? Am I too deep? Do you all understanding that Jesus was there in the beginning? And he's active now. He's alive now. It's not just I came then, that was old news. I'm here to tell you the good news is, not only is did he come then in, in past tense, but also it's present tense active saying, I am coming and I will come. I am coming into your life and I come not to harm you, not to hurt you. I mean, Jeremiah prophesied about, I believe, Jesus when he said, the hope I have for you declares the Lord. Not to harm you, but to give you what? Hope and a future. You know, it's like, oh my, he's prophesying about Jesus. When you look through the Old Testament, when you look through the New Testament into the Old Testament, you can see the Old Testament continually pointing us to Jesus. 
Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Jesus said that I've come to give you life. Somebody say life. He said, I've come to give you life. And I thought, life. Hmm. Life. What's that mean? What does that mean? What, what is life? What's, when he's talking about life, what does that mean? And, and if you look it up, in the Greek, the word life is zoe. It's a, we call it the God kind of life. But the word zoe comes from another Greek word that is breath. When he, in the very beginning, when God, he did what to Adam? Formed him out of the dust, the dirt of the ground. And what did he do to him? <laughs> he breathed life. And I don't know if he just said, Adam. I don't know if he went, Maybe he just said his name, Adam. And Adam was. He breathed life. So it's that Zoe kind of life. It's the life. It's the, it's the same word that is used for the Holy Spirit. It's in John 6, 63, he says, The Spirit gives life. Say life. Tell your neighbor, say life. So tell him, say, Jesus came to give me life. So he came to give you life. Life. Woo! I like me some life. In, in, in the church in Africa, they really take seriously the scriptures that it says no coarse jesting. You know the scriptures it talks about? And so a lot of them will, they'll, they'll look at you, they'll smile, they're very honorable, they're very wonderful. But you know, I'm over there joking and goofing around, right? You know, I'm over there enjoying life, you know, and they're, they're like, I don't know about this American, you know, because, you know, he, he just, he's just smiling all the time. I had one guy to me, he's like, are you happy all the time? I said, when I think about Jesus, it just makes me smile. When I think about Jesus, come on, it just makes me smile. Something begins to happen to me. Maybe because I was the big sinner. I don't know, but maybe they said, you know, when I, when I have much to be thankful for, I appreciate it even that much more. But, but I just smile, and, I, you know, I like to joke around. And there's probably times where we shouldn't joke around. It's probably not too good to, to be joking around. And, you know, but, but there are some times where we just, we just love life. I just love. I have to laugh at myself sometimes. I have to look and go, oh, man, I just, I just laugh at myself. I remember one time early in the ministry, we had the stairs over at the other church, and I went to go up the stairs or come down the stairs, and I tripped and fell, and everybody's like, oh, and I was just, I just got up and started laughing. You know, they're like, were you embarrassed? I'm like, you can tell I'm embarrassed. I'm a white guy. I mean, when I get embarrassed, you can see it. This is not, you know, earlier today, that wasn't sunburn. That was, you know, my flush of my face, you know, that's there. I don't hide, you know, my my embarrassment much. So it was just right there, my forehead's red. Now, if I get a sunburn, y'all can tell it, right? You know, I might get some today. But say life. I began to start really dwelling on this word life. And I said, what does this life mean? You know, because... Sometimes people think that when you come into a relationship with God, that you all of a sudden are boring. That you come into a relationship with God that you all of a sudden don't have the personality you used to have. I'm here to tell you, you can have the personality you used to have. 
You can laugh. You can have some fun. But I began to start thinking about life, and I thought about a life of morals. If Jesus came to give me life, it was more than just being alive. There's a difference in just being alive than enjoying life. There's a difference with just having a heartbeat or having a heart that beats for the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. There's a difference in having a heartbeat as I go through life or a heartbeat that beats for the love of my honey pumpkin. Are you with me? Whoo, my heart's beating faster already. But, but that's what I'm talking about in the life. Just because we come into a relationship with Christ doesn't mean that we still can't. There's some things we can enjoy still. Come on. And in fact, there's some things I even enjoy greater now than I did back then. So, you know, some people like, you know, I'm, I, I like football. And football season's coming up. And some of y'all, some of y'all like, woohoo, And some of y'all the college fans, you like them college, you know, you like OU and OSU and Tulsa and Texas and, you know, some other places like that. And then some of us are, you know, like, I'm, I'm a pro guy. I like pro athletes. I like, I like to see who's going to give God glory. I like to read magazines and see if they win something. If they stand up and say, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Or they stand up and say, you know, I'm blessed to be in this position. And they give all glory. I mean, that is happening, believe it or not. Even in the sports arena, because, you know, whatever you do in word and deed, you do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And I really am thankful and, and honorable that those guys will give the Lord some praise when they get the opportunity. Win or lose. So I began to start thinking about a life of morals. Say morals. What else about life? What about if we had a life of integrity? What about if Jesus, when he said, I've come to give you life, meaning I've come to give you an opportunity to live a life with integrity. What about it if he was not only talking about integrity, but he was talking about values? I've come to give you a life. A life that has value. A life that's worth something. See, the world will tell you when you get to be a certain age, and they're trying to determine that now, how old that age is, that you're of no longer value. And I'm here to tell you, you are valuable. You are valuable if you're 9 or 90. Come on, somebody. You are valuable to the Lord. And if you're, if you're over 90, Miss Lucille, you're still valuable to the Lord. Amen? So turn to somebody next to you and say, you are valuable. You are valuable. You are valuable. We are valuable. You may not realize it, but the father sent his son and he said, you are so valuable that I am going to send my son and reconcile this thing and let you know the most precious thing he's going to give for you. The most precious thing he's going to give for you. So what about honesty? What about if he said you're going to have life, a life of honesty? Well, first of all, when I come to Christ, all of a sudden I just didn't get honest. Am I the only one? But there was a process in which I may have gone through. Are you with me? There was a process that as I went through this process, I began to say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this any longer. Are you with me? And through this process, it's called growth. Say growth. So what Jesus has come, he's come to give us life. He's come to give us a life that is a growing life. A growing life. It's a life 
that is growing. Um, Shelly's birthday. I began to think about this this morning. Is, is, is her birthday, and somebody had sent some flowers to her other than me. But those flowers were cut flowers. And guess what? On the counter today, those cut flowers were beginning to... Are you with me? Why do you think the cut flowers were dying? They're away from the vine. They have no root system. Are you with me? For a plant to grow, it has to have a couple of things. Did you know a plant can grow without soil? Hydroponics. A plant has, in order for growth, a plant has to have water and oxygen. Is that right, Terry? Has to have water and oxygen in order to grow. And sunlight. Are you with me? So I looked at her vase that had those flowers on there, and I looked at it, and I thought, that's a sermon illustration, and I forgot to bring the vase. So you forgive me? But think about that. Cut flowers are beautiful, aren't they? Oh, they smell so good. They look so good. Is that our life? Is this what Jesus came for us to look good and smell good? Or did he, and then, and then, then what? A week later, we wilt and die? Or did he come to give us a life of honesty, integrity, morals, and value for us to live a life of longevity? Hello? For us to be able to live a life that we can continue to grow. Continue to grow. We have to continue to grow. When you get to the point or the place where you said, I've grown long enough, far enough, I've read enough stuff, I've read enough of the Bible, I know just enough to get saved, you actually will end up wilting. Yes? You guys agree? Anybody agree? That you'll begin to end up wilting. So a plant with roots, you know, the Bible says, he that is planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Planted, not transplanted. Planted in the house. You know why? Because when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you can begin to put down roots. And the root system is what happens underneath and what you don't see. The root system begins to form. It begins to reach down for what? Water. If water is to the north, it'll reach out to the north. If water's to the south, it'll reach out to the south. That root system, and there's usually a tap root which goes straight down, and it'll continue to go straight down until it gets the water that it needs, no matter where the plant is. Anybody ever seen a, 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 a rock face, and then there is one little leaf sticking out of the thing? That thing will find a root system that will catch into some water that may be coming down through the rocks and it will tap into that system and with the sunlight, it will continue to grow. Say grow. So life is what he's talking about. So in, I was reading John 6.63 when he talked about giving the Spirit giving life. Say the Spirit gives life. Say that with me. Spirit gives life. The Spirit gives life. So I come to Christ. Here's my example. I like to use it. I come to Christ before the cross. I'm on this side before my relationship with Christ. I come to Christ. I get a relationship with Christ. I am now in Him. The Bible says, in Him we move and breathe and have our being. Now, I can stay right here the rest of my life. Will you go to heaven? 
I believe absolutely I will. Are you with me? But God wants us to grow. If Jesus said, I've come to give you life, the question is, is did he come to give us eternal life and eternal life only, or did he come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly here as well as there? That's the question. So if he came to give us life, then when I'm here and I come to a relationship with Jesus, and he said, I've come to give you life, then I might be able to stay here, and I can stay here, but pastor's not going to let me stay here. Pastor's one are going to pull. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there. I don't know if I want to do that. I, I kind of like what I got going on right here. And, you know, how's that working for you? Well, it's not. Well, then come on. Because a plant needs to continually grow. I believe you should continually to grow. See, if we get to the place where we're like, nah, I got, I'm saved, I'm good, I, I gave Jesus, I love Jesus, I'm thankful for Jesus. But you're missing out on wisdom, and wisdom is right over here. Pastor's going to go, come on. Let's get into Proverbs, let's get some wisdom. What about Revelation? I need to learn how to parent children. I mean, Sean's finished up on a parenting class. Yeah, come on, let's learn how to do that. Are you with me? Continually to grow, continually to grow, continually to grow. Continue. How many of you know that water, that when it sits stagnant, develops disease, infestation? Are you with me? It, it's, it, it, can, it can generate death. So God wants us to continue to grow. Jesus said, I've come to give you what? Life. Life. Anybody need wisdom? Anybody need some joy? If the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, don't you know that he's not only trying to take your life out, but if he can't get you physically to get your life, he'll try to keep you from getting a hold of joy. Oh, come on. It's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. I mean, when I'm weak, there's times where I'm like, I don't even want to be joyful. We're a real church. This is going to be the real church. Amen? It's going to be the real church. I'm here to tell you, just because I'm a Christian doesn't make everything rosy. I mean, if somebody had told me that I was going to have to go through what I went through for the past 15 years, I'd have said, forget that. I'm going to go back and do something different. But how many of you know God's plan and His purpose are greater? And I'm here to tell you today that God's plan and His purpose are greater. Greater than what you have. Greater than what you're thinking in your mind. He wants to expand and enlarge you. He wants to bring you wisdom. He wants to bring you joy. Anybody need some peace in the middle of a difficult situation in which they're going through? you got to say, wait a minute, i got to have some peace. That's what he's talking about. He's, when Jesus said, I've come to give you some life, i got some good news for you. This is not just a plain vanilla box. I like vanilla ice cream, and I'm a real simple guy. You know, they're like, what about all this other stuff? Just give me some vanilla ice cream, some chocolate cake. Life is good. Well, don't you want to have some butterscotch and strawberry things? And what about these little sprinkly things? And that's wonderful if you like them, but I'm just like, nah. Just give me that stuff. But you know what? Jesus came for the sprinkly things. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he just doesn't want us to understand how to have wisdom in a situation. And, and then, but then you're gonna, he's going to give you wisdom, but then you've got to apply it to that situation. Come on, somebody. It's like you've got to apply it to that situation, and then you're going to have victory. And you're going to be able to go, Woo, I stepped out of that thing. That thing thought it had me, but it didn't have me. They thought it had me down, but it didn't have me. 
So Pastor Ted is going to preach on healing, and he gets sick. This was in Africa. You guys helped pray for him. Thank, thank the Lord. Whoo, hallelujah. I was glad that he got better because I spent two nights with two days with that guy and two nights with that guy, and I was just glad he got better. Amen? But I just, we kept speaking the word, speaking the word. And he said, Pastor, he told Shelly, we had dinner with them in Tulsa. He said, I knew something was going to happen. And this is what he said. He said, I knew something was going to happen when your husband was nursing me. And he laid his hands on my head, and he started praying in the Holy Ghost, and he started commanding that thing to go. He started, he said, I knew I was going to be all right. Because the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Come on, somebody. He may have tried to take the word. Now, Pastor Ted has a tremendous testimony of how God healed him. And how he, through obedience and wisdom and steps the Lord gave him, he began to walk through his healing, and the doctors were saying he was going to be dead, and he's still alive. Come on, somebody. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hallelujah. That's worth praising for also. That's worth praising for also. So he wants to... Our life is from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God that brings life into your situation. I need some happiness. I need some hope. I mean, we look at this world sometimes and some things that's going on, and I'm telling you, Jesus is the hope of the world. Say good news. See, what you don't realize is you're, you're a carrier of good news also. You're a carrier of that. Anybody need some faith? <laughs> well, I got some faith. We'll go to the next level in faith. Amen? Well, I got faith for you, sister, but I don't have faith for you. I got faith for you, brother. You can do it, but I don't know about you there, sister, but I don't know if you're going to... You know what I mean? I, I got faith for this sister right here. Now she can, Glennis, I mean, she can do it. She's operating in faith. Well, what about you? Well, I don't want, I don't know. Me? Nah, God, God doesn't want to do that for me. Yes, he does. Jesus said, yes, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you life. And that word life, that word life is the same when you breathe, when you it's the breath, it's the Holy Spirit, it's the Spirit of the living God. See, a lot of times in our theology, and I don't want to mess with your theology, I'm not sure where you are on it, but a lot of times you're like, you know, where is Jesus? Well, Jesus is in my heart. Well, yes, but he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit is the one in your heart that's doing the work in the earth. Oh, come on, somebody. See, it's the unseen Spirit of God living in the unseen Spirit of man in the physical body on the physical earth. So when God says, move that glass of water, you just aren't going to go, go, move. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I got it, Lord. Here you go, sister. I don't know if it's been opened, but you can have it. Are, are you with me? They need healing. Pray for them. Well, I got faith for her to do it. Jessica, you do it. I, I, I don't want to do it. Me? Yes, you. Why not you? See, you don't know you're valuable. Are you with me? Or you don't know that the Scripture says that Jesus came to give us life, give us power, give us authority, give us the Zoe kind of life, of wisdom and revelation. He gave you life. He gives you life. He gives you life. It's about life. It's going to be about life. It's got to be about Christ. It's got to be about life. It's going to be about the things of God. It's going to be about life. i got to have life. Give me some life. Give me some life. I want some life. I don't want a dead church.
church. I want a church that is alive. I want a church that says, yes, yes, I can. I want a church that says, yes, you can. You can be better than who you are today. You can stand up and be accounted and be that son and woman of God. You can be that daughter. You can rise above your situation. You can rise above your circumstance. You can parent. You can make some money. You can bless people. You can have the life that Jesus has died for us to give. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. That's life. So what's the situation in your life? What's that situation in your life? Where are you at in your life? Have you just come to a place where you've, Pastor, I'm just dry. Well, God wants you to be in to reach down and catch some water. Well, Pastor, I, don't just, I just don't know. I've just been, it's been so hard. I'm here to tell you, though it's been hard, Paul said it this way. He said, I've been, I've been persecuted but not abandoned. God said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. I don't know. I don't feel him. I don't feel him. I don't know where he's at. Wait a minute. I think this word says that he came to give you life. Why don't you start looking for him? Well, where is he? I saw him the other day. I remember one time we, we went and gave hams to all the people at the, at the newspaper. Can you imagine that? A newspaper. Paper. And I received a card that said, I saw God today. That when somebody said, who else? Who else needs a ham? Who else didn't get one? I heard God today. And maybe we're not looking in the right places for him. Maybe you're looking at everything that maybe you think God should be doing and he's not doing, and God is doing some things right in our midst. It's about life. It's about life. See, I went from death to life. I went from the kingdom of dark to the kingdom of light. I went from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. I went from being a sinner to being a son. I went from being unidentified to be identified by my father and said, yes, that's my boy. I went from lack of knowledge to understanding of what Jesus has done for me. It's life. Tell somebody life. I went from being the tail to the head. These are all some scriptures. I went from being out to being in. I went from being down to being up. Come on, somebody. I went from dark to light. I went from being lost to being found. Listen, listen. I went from being unvaluable to valuable. I went from being nothing to something. Well, brother, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. I'm telling you, everything I compare, compared to Jesus, it nothing compares to him. Come on, somebody. There's nothing I can have, nothing I can own, nothing I can do would compare to what Jesus has done for me and through me to bless other people. Will you stand to your feet today? I want to pose you a question, and then we're just going to have a moment of prayer. Today, maybe you're here and you, you need to move from death to life. Maybe there's somebody here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You may be on this side. And it doesn't matter how old you are and it doesn't matter what you've done. God will and can and does forgive you. And maybe you're going to move from this death to life in Christ Jesus. 
Maybe some of you are here and it's like, I need to take another step to grow. Maybe you've been held back by an addiction or a bondage or whatever it might be. We're all dealing with some stuff. Maybe you don't have peace and you need to have some peace. Maybe there's somebody here tonight that's having a hard time sleeping at night. And it's maybe because of what they're setting their mind on. Paul said you set your mind on things of the Spirit. You'll have what the Spirit desires. Maybe you need some peace. Maybe you need some rest. I just got to give me a good night's sleep. I don't know, but I've laid my head down for three or four hours, and it's been like I slept for eight. I've laid there for eight hours, and it felt like I slept for ten minutes. Recently in Africa, I was like, oh my gosh, i got to get some sleep. <laughs> but the Lord sustains you. Wednesday, I'm going to talk about the bread of life. Jesus is the bread. So maybe where you are, I don't know where you're at. But maybe God wants you to move towards life. Let's pray today. Father, we're all here struggling in our own ways. Dealing with issues in our lives personally. Dealing with lives, issues in our businesses. Relationships with family members. All sorts of stuff. There's just a wide variety. But Jesus, you said you've come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And that abundance is better quantity and better quality. That maybe we're on the other side of the cross. If you're here today and you're on the other side of the cross, will you step from death into life? Maybe you need some wisdom. Maybe you're on this side of the cross. Maybe you've made a decision to follow Jesus and and he's your Lord and Savior. and, And maybe he wants you just to take another step towards wisdom. Some of you need some faith here today that God says, I just want you to take another step. Why don't you step out of death into life? Why don't you step out of darkness into light? Why don't you step out of the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of Jesus Christ? What about peace? Maybe you're struggling with some things today. I'm, I'm here to tell you we serve a God that's not, that He knows what you're dealing with and He knows the struggles that you're going through. You might be hard-pressed on every side, but you're not struck down. You may be persecuted, but you're not abandoned. Maybe you're dealing with some issues in your own self, and God is saying, you know what, you can do it. You're my boy. You're my daughter. You can do it. You step up. Maybe the enemy's trying to pull you back. Maybe he's trying to steal something in which you've gotten or achieved or attained and begin to walk out of. Maybe he's trying to pull you back into that. Maybe he's trying to you back into gossip or, or biting and backbiting and murmuring and groaning and complaining. Maybe he's trying to pull you back there and God says, I've delivered you out of that. You walk out of that. You step into life. We just speak that life of God over you today. If that's you today, we just just raise your hand. If just, just every eye closed, please just raise your hand. There's hands all over. I'm going to ask the prayer teams just to come down right now. Those of you that are part of the prayer ministry, just come so we can pray those of you that have lifted your hand, my hand is raised because I need to walk out of some things into some things that God has for me. Maybe you've got a plan and a purpose. Maybe you started on with things of God and it, it just got weird or wacky or maybe it just got difficult or hard and you quit. And God's saying today, come, it's life. Come, it's life. Come, it's life. Come, turn from death into life. Begin to walk forward into the things of God. I've got my hand raised today because I want to walk out of some things today. I need to walk into some wisdom. I need to continue to grow. And maybe you've stopped growing today. Have you stopped growing? Have you stopped growing? 
Have you have you gone stale? Maybe you've maybe you've not moved. Maybe you just seem to be on high center. Maybe maybe you seem to be stuck. Oh, here it is. Maybe you're in neutral. Maybe you're in neutral. I had a car one time and I was giving it gas and the motor kept revving. I was like, what in the world is wrong? Well, it was in neutral. It was just in neutral. All I had to do was put it in drive. Put it in drive today. Put it in drive today. We've got people up here to pray for you. So if that's you today, we're, we're going to pray and we're going to dismiss and, and you're going to go home. But I want, you to, I want you to speak life. I want you to live life. I want you to walk in life. The altar's open today. Prayer people up here that love you, that want to help you break out of where you're at into what God has for you. Remember, we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I got a trump card over that enemy. I've come to give you life. Life. I've come to give you life. I've come to give you some life. And I'm going to not just give you a little bit of it. I'm going to give it to you in greater quantities, in greater quality than you've ever experienced before. If you're here for some greater quality in life, that's me. That's me. I, I need to pray for you. Father, we just right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you just to continue to bless and strengthen every person here. Father, bring them from that place of death into life. Bring them out of darkness into your marvelous light. Bring them down and into your up and in and being, being, being involved with you. Bring them from a relationship that's far off that they're coming home. They're coming home, coming home, coming home, coming home. If you come home today, we're saying, God, we're coming home today. We want you to come home. Why? Because then we're going to start that growth process. We're going to, we're going to begin to release some things and, and give you opportunities to continue to grow. I speak water to those dry places and within you. I speak growth. I speak the vine attaching. I, I speak that the branches are being cut off today and that God is releasing his goodness on your life today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're here today, if you're here today, if you're here today, you are a carrier of life. You're a carrier of life. If Jesus is your Lord, if He's your Savior, you're a carrier of your life. Take that and carry it out. Take it and give it to somebody else. Man, I got something for you. What is it? I got some life for you. And speak destiny and plan and purpose into them in Jesus' name. We bless you today. We thank you today. We're here to minister as long as we need to minister today. We're here for you. We bless you. Have go in, go in His power and His might. May you continue to be blessed in the name of the Lord. God bless you.